you know, there was a time when all over North Texas there were little airports. They were everywhere. There were ever. I mean, just in Dallas, there was uh, there were the Park Cities Airport. There was one in White Rock. There was one I can't remember the name of it, but it's where Park Central is right now. They were LBJ and and Coit intersect. That was an airport, and one of the survivors of that from built from 1957 is Addison Airport. In fact, they're they're thriving. And really doing well. Joel Jenkinson is the director of Addison Airport. Joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. Good afternoon. Glad to be with you. Now you got some famous founding father, John Murkison and Toddy Lee Wynn and and lots of, you know, old old line Dallasites. I can understand why they wanted an airport in nineteen fifty seven, but why are you still there today? How did you make it and the rest of them didn't? Well, they saw the writing on the wall when those other close-in airports were being threatened by the development. So they acquired land on what they felt was way out in the, beyond the reach of the northern suburbs at that time. Uh, and they paid what everybody told them was a crazy amount for it. I think something like $2,200 an acre. And <laughs> they uh, built an airport here and they owned and operated it from 1957 to 1976. And at that time, the surrounding developments were encroaching on the airport. Uh, there were some pieces of it that had been sold off. And the FAA wanted to preserve the airport. And so they came to the city to act as the public sponsor, essentially to buy the airport and make it eligible for receiving FAA funds for continued operation and development. So that's in 1976, the city uh, became the proud owners of the airport. and. Uh, not knowing what to do with it, they uh, turned it over to Henry Stewart, who was the original airport manager, and, and his company continued to operate it for the next 24 years. And like I say, it seems to be thriving. I saw a story the other day that uh, you've got a brand new U.S. Customs and Airport Administration building out there. I, I always thought of you guys as sort of a private airport where a bunch of doctors, you know, kept their Learjets so they could you know, go off to the mountains on the weekend or something. What are you doing with a U.S. Customs Airport Administration building? Well, this airport was built by some guys who were quite frankly visionary. Uh, they used business aviation. I mean, they, they used airplanes to facilitate their own businesses. And when they located this airport, they looked at where the air, registered aircraft owners were and they wanted to be close enough to Love Field and close enough to those registered owners, but not so close that they were interfering with flight patterns at Love Field. So they recognized one thing that's crucially important, and that is for business aviation, it's all about saving the time. That's why you have an aircraft, is so you can get efficiently from point A to point B to make your business work. So we're all about business aviation here. We always have been. It's not to say there's not other types of businesses going on here. We have flight training. We have a little bit of recreational flying, but really not very much. Anymore. Really? Because I see that's my misconception. I, I would have guessed you were 70 percent sort of, for lack of a better word, recreational. No, um, I don't think we're even 5 percent recreational at this point. Uh, there's some light cargo that goes in and out of here, but most of uh, our uh, busier traffic is business jets. I mean, that's that's probably yeah. about 40% of our traffic right now is just business jets. And then there's another big slice of it that is uh, uh, flight training operations. And it's pretty important to have that flight training 
component because that's the future of this industry. You're not going to have anybody to fly these airplanes if you don't train new pilots. But if you've got a customs building, I mean, you must be doing some, obviously, international trade. Yes, uh, we're part of what Customs calls the the user fee airport program, which means we don't have quite enough volume for Customs just to send somebody out here free of charge. But we pay for having a Customs agent here, uh, and we pick up all the expenses for that, including the expense of building a building to their specifications. And we do have a fair amount of international traffic. I think last fiscal year, we had just over 500 international arrivals which is the best we've ever had. I think the international traffic is picking up, but we've had customs on the field since 1995. So is that, so that's for goods, not people. You have international flights coming in though. With, yes, with we do. Passengers. Yes, with passengers. And so they can clear customs there. Correct. Instead of having to stop at uh, a border airport, or instead of having to go over to DFW and clear the uh, port, DFW is really an inland port and they have a big customs presence over there. Uh, they can come directly here. And if they're based here, that is especially convenient. Or if they're doing business nearby here, uh, it's that level of convenience that we want to promote right. to help us attract you know, companies that are doing international business. So we have a few that are regular users. We have quite a few more that are based here that are regular users of the customs facility. Well, I can see then why that would make you, you know, give you some growth opportunities. Are you a growth business or are you, are, are you just about built out and saturated? Well, yes and no. We are built out and saturated and we're really in a redevelopment mode. Um, much of what we have here was originally developed in the 80s. And a lot of that was with savings and loan money. A lot of hangars got built in the early 80s. But what typically happens here is that uh, we can't sell the land. It's part of the airport permanently since the FAA helped us buy it. But what we do is we lease the land long-term in a ground lease to a developer who builds something and then they have a 40-year ground lease. That's the statutory maximum term. Uh, so by the end of their term, uh, that building reverts to us and we get a 40 year old building and we have to do something with it. So we've had a lot of that happening lately and we're in a big redevelopment mode. So what's happening is that older, smaller hangars are being torn down to make way for newer, larger hangars and the infrastructure is being rebuilt. And the trend here is clearly towards heavier aircraft. Uh, that's just because of our convenient location. We're located almost equidistant from a number of business centers, including downtown Dallas, the Galleria, the Richardson Telecom Corridor, uh, Legacy in Plano, and all around us, there's, there's big business concentrations, and we are the airport of convenience for those business concentrations. So we're in a redevelopment mode. We don't have any more land. We're kind of landlocked and, and hemmed in. Uh, we have very little new land to develop, but we're seeing a lot of redevelopment. But you can, you can handle heavy aircraft? I mean, your runways are long enough? Uh, long enough and heavy enough for a Boeing 737. That's about the biggest we can handle. So a 757, no. Uh, definitely not a 747. But up to a Boeing 737, we can handle. And you're precluded from commercial passenger traffic, right? 
That's correct. Uh, we don't have the certification that that requires uh, in FAA terms. It's called uh, Part 139 certification, which is essentially a license to operate uh, air passenger service. And the city made the decision long ago that they weren't going to have that here. It's actually written into the city charter. It would take a charter election to change that. There's also no real reason for us to want to get into that business. We've got two great alternatives that already serve that purpose in Love Field, eight miles away, and DFW, 12 miles away. So why would we get into that business? It's not what we do. Because we're landlocked. I mean, of course, that's that's one of the beauties of, of having all the airports around here is we don't, you know, we, we don't have access to the ocean or a, or a major tributary. We're, that's, you are our, our, our ocean, I guess. Well, that's exactly correct. And we're also very centrally located in the United States. So we're a nice, convenient, central uh, stopping point for somebody going cross country or uh, for a business to want to locate here to reach both the East and the West Coast. And I I would think that that when they're making a pitch for relocations here, that that you're an important ingredient. That's fascinating. And and, uh, and the survival of Addison Airport since 1957. Joel Jenkinson is the director of the airport. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you for inviting me. Enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.